So the president of the Cloud Academy rated me at about an eight out of ten on my laugh, and uh, I, uh, you know what? I think the, t- the hints you've given me have been pretty good. Yeah, thank you, man. See, I learned from Doctor Whiteface himself. Ah, yes. Uh. <laughs> so the first time we've said Whiteface in this podcast. Mm. Mm, one must one must wonder if it's come up before. Hey, imagine if Into the Spider-Verse was just white people. Okay, so uh, welcome everybody to <laughs> Big Damn Cast. Kind of misses the point, doesn't it? Anyway, look, you've seen the thumbnail, you've seen the title, you've seen the fucking trailer. You've seen it! We're going to talk about it very shortly. It sounds like we're on the negative but I think we're both a little more turned around at this. Yeah, now. I reckon so. Yeah. Reckon so so uh, although my point still stands, Miles is the reason Into the Spider Verse is interesting. Well, like, technically, maybe you shouldn't just remake it live action. But this trailer shows me the angle that's made me go, yeah. "All right, it's technically." I not... see why this is a Spider-Man story worth telling now. It's not Into the Spider Verse; it's Out of the Spider Verse. Technically. All right. What was the next one called? They've announced it, haven't they? I don't know. Through the Spider-Verse. Through the Spider-Verse, I think, yeah. Up the Spider-Verse? Up the Spider-Verse. Carry on up the Spider-Verse. S- some, mother- <laughs> some mothers do have them up the Spider-Verse. <laughs> on the buses into the Spider-Verse. I'm sorry, I'll uh, Spider-Verse again. Are you being Spider-Verse? Are <laughs> you being Spider-Verse? <laughs> oh, that's the best one. Oh, we retire. Well, that's it. That's a podcast title. We're done, uh, folks. Uh, nerdy news, geeky gossip, stuff that's fit to fill your time on the long and winding road towards an inevitable inevitable demise i am chris hello peter where'd this jawline come from johnson and i am open all spider verses oh baby <laughs> uh we're gonna talk a few things this week we're gonna talk about doctor who uh the disney plus thing which i forgot to get the bloody list up for so i should disney probably plus. crank that crank that soldier oh, boy yeah, we've got to crank that, haven't we? yeah do, do you know what we, we, should we should we cover disney plus first yeah let's get, do disney plus before first. we get to spidey and, there's and not co. a huge mm. amount to talk about yeah it was mostly just reminders of shit we already knew was coming. Plus a little sneaky peeks. Yeah. So, as far as, like, originals go, we've got some, uh, from Disney Plus Day, we've got some spin-offs from Pixar stuff, like a short based on Luca. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have got some new shorts on the way from Pixar based on... Uh, which one was it? Is it a Pixar movie? In the- oh, no, not Pixar. Freaking, um... Yeah, no, Pixar. Another Pixar movie's getting some shorts. I'm going to have to look that one up. But uh, in the meantime, other Disney CGI stuff, which is what confuses my old, old brain. Mm. Uh, we're getting a Baymax series spinning out of Big Hero 6. This mm. is the second animated series to come out of Big Hero 6 now. Yes. Which is very, very strange. If you is it strange? Me. Yeah, because I'm like, I love it. But why don't you just big up the one you've already got and make like event films or something? Are or... you saying they should big up Hero 6? You, sir. <laughs> kind of person ah uh, yeah uh, were there any Disney centric announcements that grabbed your big dreams no because uh, they were the only Star Wars stuff they really they, they talked around <laughs> Kenobi a bit and didn't really show anything so like we'll see that when we see that we've seen Book of Boba Fett we know we're getting uh, Mandalorian season 3 like there's other series a, a year later announced. though which sort of confirmed what we were yeah. chatting about that it was going to be a 
you know, Book of Boba Fett's taken its place for this yeah, year. And it's, that's, it's I'm more than happy with that. It's like Mandalorian Season 2A. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. It does indeed. As it were. It does indeed. I'm going to find this chuffing Pixar thing that's getting a series. Um, oh, so the yeah, the only stuff that was really... I, the only thing that had a lot of substance to sort of dig into was the Marvel stuff, really. I and even then, that was just a big old prick tease. Well, yeah, it was like, oh yeah, we're working on this, and now we can have a little bit of a peek at it. Zootopia! It's not Pixar. Zootopia! Zootopia. I can have Zootropolis over it, because apparently they Lois and Clarked that shit over they it. They Lois computers. and Clark that shit. Um, but yeah, Zootopia is getting a series called Zootopia Plus, which is a series of short films. So they're basically inheriting the mantle that Toy Stories had for the past sort of five or six years. Yeah. Where every now and again there's been a new short film based on these films. <laughs> and I, think, I, think that's a, I think that's a good shout for... Um, yeah. For Zootropolis slash Zootopia, it's a good world to play out yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we also got our first sort of look. It was, a, it was a piece of artwork from Tiana, the animated series, which yeah. has, you know, um, a creative team of Princess and the Frog all working on it, and it is hand-drawn animation. Yes, Beautiful. bloody please. Which is why its release date is a couple of years off yet, but good. So you got to draw it all. New Pixar uh, animated series, win or lose. Uh, and Cars on the Road, so a Cars show. Where they should be, really. Yeah. On uh, the road. <laughs> Star Wars, uh, on the day, the Legacy of Boba Fett documentary dropped. Yes. Under the Helmet, uh, which I'll probably be watching while I unpack from Panther. Helmet! Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, like I said, no footage, but just some... It contacts out with his short legs. Yeah. <laughs> yes! And I think the original tweet uh, opened with, Hello there! And I'm like, that should have been the name of the sneak peek. Hello there. I love it. Of course I know him. It's me. Um, and yeah, Bob, uh, Book of Boba Fett was just another confirmation that that's a thing. Book of Bob Fett. Book of Buba Few. Uh, as for more original series or Disney Plus exclusive ones that are on the way, Willow, we got a teaser. Oh, that's some quite of the cast, funny. That is really quite cute. funny, actually. Um, yeah, the, the teaser for Willow. Nothing to do with what's going to be in the series, but a weird sequel to Life's Too Short. Corey uh, Davis negging the cast. <clears throat> yeah, which is pretty funny, actually. Uh, Spiderwick Chronicles, we got like some concept art for the series oh, yeah. that makes it look like yeah, the, visual, that, yeah, the visual look is going to mimic that of the books. And, and it's something which the film adaptation attempted to do, but the film adaptation was born out of the every studio going, shit, we need a Harry Potter! Yeah. Quick! Yeah. Um, uh, High School, the musical, the musical, the series, season three. So that's continuing. Proud Family, louder and prouder. So a continuation of the Proud Family, the animated sitcoms coming out in February. Mm. Um, Sneakerella was the one that made me go, you fucking what? You what, mate? But it's not made for me. Like, I, I, I'm not a trendy guy living in New York. It's none not of it's, made for me. None of it's made for us. A few cool documentaries. America the Beautiful, basically looking at America's wildlife and landscapes as opposed to, like, American history specifically, mm-hmm. which would be nice and less saccharine. Uh, Limitless with Chris Hemsworth. So basically just, Chris Hemsworth does a lot of working out. Let's see him do some really cool stunt shit and learn about how the human body works. Is that all right? Cool. Um, and my favourite reveal from the Nat Geo stuff... <laughs> So, a documentary about going on adventures around the world, hosted by Will Smith, and it is called Welcome to Earth. Or as Ewan Keeps pointed out on Saturday, should be called... Welcome to Earth. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe you'll pronounce it like that. Yeah. Pinocchio, we got a title card and a reminder of who the cast are. Uh, Tom Hanks, Cynthia Erivo, Luke Evans, and the voices of Benjamin Evan Ainsworth, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Keegan-Michael Key, and Lorraine Bracco. Robert Zemeckis is directing. It's a CGI movie. 
uh, with some live action elements. Based on Zemeckis' track history with this stuff, it could be could go really away, yeah. wonderful and incredible, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, um, divisive, but still technically impressive, like A Christmas Carol. Or, I mean, you, could you, be you, saw, the fo- you saw the footage that leaked for Yellow Submarine, right? Uh... Jesus H. Christ. Hocus Pocus 2, confirmation that it's out next fall. First screenshot uh, of uh, the Sanderson sisters in costume from the set. Have you seen this? Just, just basically like... Hey, yeah. don't yeah. they still look cool in the cozies? They do still look cool in the cozies. Um, so there we go. Uh, a few other original things. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. We just got, um, I guess, a little message from John Mulaney and Andy Samberg and nothing else. But it's kind of come out since that the film has a bit of a uh, everything's going chaotic vibe to it with different characters meeting each other from other things as mm. part of the mission, including and confirmation of uh, from one of the filmmakers, though it wasn't in one of the statements put out around the thing. Yeah, Roger Rabbit is in it. Yeah, which makes me happy because like I fucking love Roger Rabbit. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Chippendale, the Rescue Rangers did. Chippendale, of course, voiced by John Mulaney and Andy Samberg, because that could go either way. Yeah. I do, I do like them both a lot, but I'm like, I think John Mulaney's having some kind of midlife crisis at the moment. So. Yeah. going through an awful lot, and then yeah. you go, give the guy some slack, and then you look at what's going on, and you go, or maybe like. Just, just watch him from afar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Roderick rules a new animated adventure based on Diary of a Wimpy Kid. So they're definitely cashing in on that. Like, because like it was like last year or the year before. It was like Disney's acquired the rights to Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Yeah. And we're gonna do a shitload of stuff with it. It's like I really hope that works out for them because like I'm so out of touch with what kids are reading right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. I hope that those books are indeed you know d- tickling minds. I, yeah, they should. Cheaper by the Dozen remake. Good. For reasons. No. Gabrielle Union and <laughs> Zach Braff. Um, Disenchanted. Yeah. Cheeky little message uh, from Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey appeared as part of the reveals, just sort of saying, like, hey, we can't wait for you all to see it. And surprise, surprise, Enchanted is available from right now on Disney Plus. Hey. Soliciting responses of. It wasn't already on Disney+. Yeah, Plus. I know, right? But then again, every now and again, they reveal something and you go, oh, they've not added that. And I guess it's just because the catalogue's that big, you don't notice, do you? Exactly, so. exactly. Uh, Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild is coming out in 2022. So Disney, that Disney sounds are... like a porno. <laughs> but that means that Disney are going, well, we got Fox, so <laughs> let's let's what animated films have they got? Let's keep going. Yeah. And I guess those films have been profitable. But, the big draw for us, dirty, hairy, stinky boys. Yes. Uh, you'll have to be the hairy one, though, because I shaved this week for yeah. Panto, and I you hate look, it. You look, uh, I look, I look like an, I look like an old baby. <laughs> I look like an old baby. It's the first time I've not had scruff on my face since April. <laughs> no, no, there was a brief day in June when Panto Live did a couple of performances for Australia. That was the last time I shaved completely clean, and I hate it. It's making me sad. Um, me sad as well. Thanks. I can only imagine how you have to feel with looking in the mirror every morning. And... <laughs> Marvel Studios 2021 Disney Plus Day Special is on Disney Plus. You can watch it right now. It is about 50 minutes long. And the first nine minutes are, hey, didn't this, we do well? This stuff was cool. <laughs> Let's take a victory lap and look at cool moments from WandaVision, Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and What If. And it's like, yeah, all right. And then, ahead of next week's release, well, this weekend's release, right? The 24th, I think it is. It goes, look at all this Hawkeye shit. 
Here's, some yes, ex- here's an extended yeah. look at Hawkeye, including like a full scene from early on. It's, it's like, the car right. sequence from issue three or two of the Matt Fraction David Archer thing. It's a look at this shit. Look at this shit is what it is. Look and at it, this shit. And it looks, read... really, it looks really cool. It does look good. Then what followed is our first glimpses in live action and so well masked. They're really not giving us anything. They are not. Um, but they give us like a hint of tone of each one. It's raising more questions done. than answers, which is what teasers should do. Yeesh. Ms. Marvel. Yes. We see Kamala uh, in a school life, in a social life. We see her dressed up in a cardboard homemade recreation of Captain Marvel's costume. It's a beautiful thing. So they're going to do a version of that pivotal sequence from her first few issues. Yeah. Will it hit the same way, considering there's no, you know, um, like race changing thing here where she learns a message about like having to not try and be someone else and stick to who she is or are they kind of softening the message and they're going to find a different way to deliver that angle of her origin in the story who could say but her costume looks adorable like her 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 makeshift captain marvel costume looks adorable and they give us the tiniest glimpse of her actual costume yeah the teeny tiniest teeny tiny in a reflection at the top of the shot if you look really carefully in the window it's like well done Moon Knight. Fucking Moon Knight. We've known for a while Oscar Isaac was in it. I don't think they ever put out an official statement. It was just uh, one of those... leaked. It was just one of those open secrets yeah. as well, because obviously he then started posting Instagram things and him reading the comics in preparation, yeah. and it was like, okay, okay. But we get to see him. We get to hear a couple of voices from him. Yeah. Which has me really excited, because I'm like, they're going full-on Mark Spector as multiple people here. Yeah. And I am, I'm all for this. And it definitely looks like... <laughs> I know this is obvious, because it's baked into the fucking concept of the character. It looks like Marvel's Batman. Like, it looks yeah. like we're just yeah. going to Marvel's Batman now. Yeah. Rich dude's going to put on a cape and beat up criminals at night. Or is he rich? Well. Um, then. Then. She-Hulk. Shulk. The briefest of teasers, but confirmation that not only is Ruffalo playing Banner, he's playing Banner Hulk. Yeah. They're spending some money on this one yeah. to get Banner Hulk well, in. Yeah, because it looks like they're doing Tatiana Maslany's doing both Jennifer and, and She-Hulk, She-Hulk. And it looks like they've CGI'd her up for She-Hulk. Yeah. Like, and, like they did for Banner. And she's also She-Hulking like She-Hulk used to do in the John Byrne era, where she's breaking that damn fourth wall. Yeah. In what looks like maybe dream sequences or, yeah, it's or like, like, or like narration isn't mind it? stuff, but yeah. it's a seventies infomercial. And as Twitter detectives pointed out almost immediately, Mark Ruffalo's costume is the exact same costume that um, oh my god, I'm having a moment. What's his What's his name? What's whose name? Our OG Banner TV Bill David Bixby. Banner Bill Bixby. There we go. I was thinking Lou Frigno. I was like, no, that's one half of it. <laughs> Bill Bixby, whose name sounds like a superhero uh, secret identity. Bill Bixby in one uh, sequence in an episode of The Incredible Hulk, the TV series, in the exact same one leg up and arm resting on its stance, <laughs> same denim shirt. Se- so th- they are I love it. They are crafting a love letter to the previous live action Hulk TV series, just baked into this. So I'm like, okay, all right, you little cheeky bastards. Like with films like Spider-Verse and Wormin' in the, the pointing meme and things like that. Yeah. I love the fact that She-Hulk, the live action show, is going, yeah, we're going to meme the shit out of the Hulk TV series. Like, let's go. Yeah. Looks fun. We also get a very brief glimpse of her in the end montage of Jen as She-Hulk, but we only ever see her from, like, the, the waist down. Yeah. In a gown, like a luxury gown, stepping out of a limo onto yeah. a red carpet. So it's like, are we going full-on superstar lawyer route? I hope we are. This'll be cool. G-Hulk superstar. <laughs> 
That's how it rhymes. Yeah. Uh, we also got some confirmations and um, clarifications and a couple of announcements on upcoming Marvel projects for Disney Plus 2. So, Echo uh, with Alakwa Cox, which we Echo. we know is spinning out of Hawkeye. Yep. We are at the point where Echo is getting a miniseries and they have enough faith that she's going to make an impact in Hawkeye that they've commissioned the series. We are we are in the weirdest and most interesting timeline. I'm here for this. Um, Ironheart, we know about that. Yeah, we got a nice logo. In, she, that's spinning out of Wakanda forever. Yep, Dominique Thorne as Riri Williams. Um, Agatha, House of Harkness. So we knew this was announced like a couple of days before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got a logo and a really nice music drop in the montage that suggests they know we're excited about seeing more Agatha Harkness. Oh, of course Again, what is this timeline? What is this fucking timeline we're in? You know that creepy witch lady from Fantastic Four? Yeah. You know, showed up in some Avengers comics and like babysat Wonder and Quicksilver for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Magic, <laughs> Apparently, she is... I love it. She's got a spin-off series and we're all excited for it. Yeah, we are. Meanwhile, there's no Green Lantern movie. <laughs> like, Wonder Woman's had two films. Like, this, we're in a weird world right now and I love it. Secret Invasion, we get a very brief glimpse of Nick Fury, eyepatchless and big grey beard. Yes. Uh, so we know that's on its sweet-ass way. Uh, you know, the cast for that is mad. Olivia Colman, Amelia Clark. Mm-hmm. Um... Guys of the uh, Galaxy. Ethan Hawke's in that thing. Uh, Ethan Hawke's in Moon Knight. Ah. And may or may not be playing the antagonist. Uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, uh, as well as the first uh, little sting in the montage for the animated spin-off I Am Groot. I Am Groot. Uh, though we still don't know whether it's 100% animated or whether it's listed as animated because majority of it will be in CGI. Yeah, I think it's probably 100% animated. James Gunn, the executive producer on that. X-Men 97. <clears throat> now this. Yes. This threw me for a fucking loop. This was like, I'm sorry, what? Um, an animated series from Marvel Studios that explores new stories in the iconic 90s timeline of the original X-Men animated series. Bo DeMeo is executive producer and head writer. And other reports have said that they are getting a bunch of the writing staff back who are up for it and want to play in that sandbox. I love it. I love it. And a portion of the voice acting cast will also be returning to reprise their roles, but they've not said who yet. <sighs> now, that that can that could go either way in terms of how it sounds. That could go either way, actually, yeah. Like, not everyone is Frank Welker, who has been voicing Fred on Scooby-Doo since it began and barely sounds any different yeah, in Frank 50 Welker's... plus years. Frank like, Welker's like a biological um, his, his, wonder. His throat is still 20 years old, It's bizarre, isn't it? it? It's And also when you see him, he's like a baby-faced, like full of life, youthful bundle of joy. He is, he is. So it's like, well, whatever whatever you're smoking or not smoking, please tell us, Frank, because we want to know. Um, please do. I think I think it's because I think it's because you get all your nastiness out playing like Megatron and stuff, and you know, and... and and uh, it was it from Spectre Gadget? The hooded claw? Uh, the claw. The claw. Like, you get all that out of your system. So then you just stay pure and adorable for the rest of your life. Adore. Pure, pure adorable. adorable. So, don't know who's returning yet. It's not the only animated thing that's coming out of it. Marvel Zombies. Now, this could definitely go either way. Yeah. So, our first thought was, when we chatted about it on Saturday, was, wait. What if? Are they doing what if? Is it a spin out of what if? Well, the summary is... Uh, it reimagines the Marvel Universe as a new generation of heroes battle against an ever-spreading zombie scourge. 
So which to me suggests more that they're going for a this has nothing to do with the MCU. Mm. This has nothing to do with um what if. Mm. This is because we anticipated that visual of what if getting a big reaction from non-comic readers. Mm. So we're going to do like Kid Avengers or whatever but in a zombie world. Sure, I'm open. I do enjoy those comics. I like me some horror schlock. I think the first couple series are legit, really great stories. And I like the stupid ideas that spin out of it as it goes on. Um, you know, any, anything that's just like, oh yeah, oh, the stars of this series? Uh, Machine Man, Jocasta, and Howard the Duck. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm here for this. Man thing. The man that... Those who know fear burn at the touch of their man thing. Hey! Because um, they didn't... They got less TI. It's all getting out. But it's not the only animated thing coming out. The man thing! Spider-Man no. freshman year. Now this is intriguing. It is set in the MCU. It will likely star Tom Holland or the fellow who did the Tom Holland voice in What If. Uh, it is set during his early comic book roots. It celebrates his early comic book roots and is set during his freshman year, as you can imagine. So, expect the homemade suit from Homecoming and probably some lower tech, lower stakes versions of the villains that we were never going to get to in the films, I would assume. Maybe even more from the Marvel Universe that they're just not going to use, but street level kind of bad guys and threats. Uh, I'm interested. Um, I really hope they consult with the uh, other creators in the MCU because it would be cool for them to have an animated series that does fit canonically without any discrepancies as it goes on. That would be quite cool. Because then you'd be like, oh, you like the MCU Spider-Man? Cool. Well, Sony are going to fuck that up going forward after this. <laughs> but if you want more of him, here it is in a pre-Civil War timeline and you can enjoy this, that and the other one. Are we going to confirm the um, the canonicity of Peter Parker being the kid in Iron Man 2? Probably. With the, with, the, with the Iron Man mask. Probably. I'd love that. Uh, a few other original announcements, not necessarily Disney Plus, but stuff that is coming out to Disney Plus eventually after its cinematic releases and this that, and the other to look forward to. Uh, Rosalind, which is a comedic twist on Romeo and Juliet. The Princess, which is basically what if Rapunzel, but Rapunzel goes for God's sake and sorts everything else out herself, starring Joey King, who's great and has sort of mm. been in mostly schlock, so it'd be nice to see her in something yeah. where she gets to shine. Yeah. Uh, no Exit, suspense thriller. Um with Havana Rose Liu in it. And most notably, especially for our dirty little nerd audience, is the Predator movie. Ah, uh, directed yes. by Dan Trachenberg uh, of 10 Cloverfield Lane. It's coming out summer next year, so expect a teaser trailer in the next couple of months. Yes. Uh, it is set in the world of the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. And it follows Naru, a skilled warrior who fiercely protects her tribe against a highly evolved alien threat. Which, of course, we know to be a predator. Best part of this news, other than Dan Trachenberg's directing a Predator movie and we can all yeah. forget the Predator was a thing. Yay! It's called Prey. Yeah. Fucking magnificent decision. Just very good. Just very, Such very good. a good decision. Uh, you want to hear about a terrible decision? Go on then. Paramount Plus is expanding worldwide. Oh god. Death by a thousand cuts. But you know what? If you want to buy that streaming service, if you if you if you manage which ones you have or you've got that disposable income. I currently 
in my household, I pay for the Now TV and mm-hmm. the Amazon Prime portion of our... Oh, and Disney Plus of our streaming yeah. services. My wife pays for um, the Netflix subscription... Um, and puts toward the Amazon pay because yeah. we do it as one big thing in December. Yeah, it's a one awesome, isn't it? So, we, you know, we're, we're, between us we're splitting it up, but we are still paying way less than we did having Virgin Media. Yeah, yeah. And we're getting stuff that we choose to go through. And we no, look yeah, through that's and what we, we've done. We just get a decent internet and then you pick your streaming services. You know, and I'm up for that. I'm not going to be adding Apple TV anytime soon. No. As, as much as I've heard about Ted Lasso, I'm willing to just buy yep. a DVD box set based off of my friend's recommendations yep. and be like, oh, I'll buy it on DVD when it gets physical release. I mean, no rush um, to see Foundation. Yeah, yeah. Or Raised um, by Wolves. <clears throat> or C. C! Um, and and same with uh, same with HBO Max. Like, I won't be in a rush to get HBO Max unless it go when it comes over here, unless it goes, oh, whip my dick out. Yeah. Here's all the things you really would like to see. And then I go, Oh, we'll go on. Now. A lot of that stuff is coming to now TV. Oh, in the mean, time, in the meantime. In the meantime yeah. But when it when it so. gets to the you know, to that time. Paramount Plus, I'm not really. There's nothing for me on there yet. That's <clears> formerly <throat> CBS All Access, isn't it? Uh, it's a mix. Mm. It, it it's got an MSNBC content on it as well. Yeah. Uh, NBC content on there too. Um. <laughs> CBS All Access was was its originator, and then Paramount because they own CBS have gone. No, people know what Paramount is. We're going to rebrand and then go worldwide. Problem is, uh, we don't have it over here yet. Nope. It is not guaranteed to be coming out here in the next few months when it does push into parts of Europe, based off of the uh, HBO Max model, where we know HBO Max is coming to some European countries in the next couple of months. Fucking Europe. But not including the. <laughs> Don't some old soundbite that I completely misconstrue where you stand on the issue. But you know what I mean? It's like it's like, okay, that's it. It says it says an awful lot, doesn't it, about how things have gone the last few years that even when it comes to entertainment export deals from the States, we are not one of the first places that count in Europe anymore. It's almost like we don't matter as much as we think we do. Hmm. Funny that. Funny in a way. But uh the reason why this is a big dick move is is they are taking back all of their properties exclusive to their streaming service as of right now. Uh-huh. Meaning that shows such as the Star Trek franchise, Lower Decks, the upcoming uh, Strange New Worlds, and the ongoing Beyond... Which are currently spread across Amazon Prime and Netflix. So yeah. They're all being taken away because they're going to be on Paramount+. Plus. You can't have it! You can't have it! You can't have e- it! Extra reason that's shitty... They announced that yesterday, Wednesday, the 16th of November. Yep. The day, conveniently, the day of another big media thing, which we'll talk about next, like, coming out, so everyone will have all eyes on that instead. Um, they announced it Wednesday the 16th. Do you know what drops today on Thursday the 17th? Season 3 of Discovery. Hang on, we've got the days wrong. Today's Wednesday the 17th. Season, Tuesday the 16th. Season 4 of Discovery. And then Thursday the 18th. See, Thursday the 18th is Season 4 of Discovery. So UK fans were going, oh my god. On Thursday, gonna go on Netflix, watch season four of Discovery. To be told two days before, actually won't be on there. I've taken the day off work. Oh, there will be people who've done that. Yeah. Be... And here's the thing: I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not encouraging this at all. I work within the industry, unquote. I don't encourage piracy. But that's basically what CBS is sitting around and telling people. They're saying, yeah. well, if you want to watch it, you have to pirate." Like how I, for example. I have no idea how good Chucky is, the USA Network yeah. series. 
if I had seen the first five episodes and had an opportunity to watch the sixth today whilst packing for Panto travel, I would tell you that it's an incredibly enjoyable series mm. and I've had an amazing time with it. Mm. But I can't tell you that because I haven't seen it. Yeah, because it's legally impossible for you to see it. Exactly, and I haven't watched it. In the it. UK. And I would love to watch it, because I imagine, I would think it's the most brilliant camp horror thing I've seen in years. I imagine you would, yeah. 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 And that is the sort of uh, thing, those are the sort of things that UK Star Trek fans are going to be saying as this weekend rolls around. That yeah. they're, they're so upset that they've not been able to watch it, because they know for a fact that if they were to binge watch it on a Saturday, um, then they would have had an amazing time. But this is why things like, why the time Game of Thrones was finishing up, it was it was worldwide simulcast. Yeah, by season the seven, seven. they locked it. Yeah, because it was like there was always a couple day delay with season six, <clears throat> yeah. wasn't there? Yeah. Season one was like a week, two weeks behind. Yeah. So yeah, it was a case of the oh, internet well. exists, folks. We're going to talk about stuff. Speaking of, speaking of, a trailer dropped. The trailer. Did the reason drop. we're recording this on the morning of Wednesday, the seventeenth. See, I've not had a stroke. The yet. trailer dropped. Give me but time. No one was hurt. Da. It was only carrying plushies. If a trailer drops at 1.30 in the morning UK time and everyone's awake, will it still be trending in the morning world? Yes, yes, yes. It, was. it was also incredible this morning to see um, the words Gwen, Rhino, Sandman, uh, Harry Osborne, like things like that, trending worldwide on Twitter. It was like, what a weird and wonderful time we live in. Sounds like fan fiction to me. But you know what I mean? Just like those terms being in the search. And yeah. if you searched enough or talked about enough, that I'm like, fucking Electro is like the fifth trend worldwide. <laughs> what is going on? This is so cool and weird. Uh, not all of those characters feature in the final trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. But some of them do. And there are some big emissions based on the fan buzz. What, yes. happened, what happens in this trailer, dear boy? So. A needle pulling thread. It's, it, yes, yes. Uh, Thank God. Ray, um, if somebody tells you, asks you if you're a god, you say it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Ray, Egon. Friday, mate. That's not Friday. I know, I'm going to go see it on Sunday. Mm. Are you seeing it this weekend? I'll try and see it on we Sunday. Will, if so, we will talk about it. Next to queer. Anyway, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home trailer two. So you've seen trailer one, so you yeah, know trailer two assumes you've seen yeah. trailer one because it opens with, "Hey, remember the events of trailer one? Cool. Yeah. Okay, next bit." <laughs> Peter Parker's having a shit time because it's been revealed that he's Spider-Man and he's been he's been uh, implicated in the murder of one uh, what you might call him uh, Quentin, Quentin Beck, aka Rey Mysterio Junior. And <laughs> he, aka the most electric man, yeah. in wrestling entertainment, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to Doctor Strange he's like yo Doc can you Stephen Stephen that feels weird but I'll allow it Stephen please uh, make everyone forget I'm Spider-Man except uh, this person oh and maybe this person and, maybe, and anyway the spell fucks up and Strange is like bitch yeah. let me concentrate bitch so, so it turns out <laughs> so it turns out that the the spell being messed up has allowed some visitors to seep in from other universes from every other universe in the form of Alfred Molina's Doc Ock, 
presumably Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, uh, a very different looking Jamie Foxx's Electro, complete with the uh, the yellow colour scheme and the sort of the three-pronged mask in lightning around his face. Yeah, like his eyes crackle in the shape yeah, of the mask. That was good. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. That was good. Uh, we also see the lizard mm. and Sandman. Mm-hmm. So, okay, interesting. Uh, and, that, and they've got to put everything back, but it turns out that the reason these people are all coming through is because it is their destiny to die fighting Peter Parker. Although, as is seen in the trailer, from Otto's reaction to unmasking our Spider-Man, not necessarily that Peter Parker. Mm. You're not Peter Parker. It's like, um... I mean, he is, but... He isn't your Peter Parker. Sit, sit down, Otto. We've, <laughs> we've got to explain franchise rights to you. Sorry, what was your name? <laughs> and box office. <laughs> Otto Octavius. Yeah. No, we really. really? really? Like, well, I love that. I love it. It's sort of a ca- it. it's sort of a carry on to the Infinity War joke, isn't it? Yeah. The whole um, like oh, using our made up names. In that case, I'm Peter Potter. Uh, Spider Man. Yeah. Like, God damn it. You know, we were looking this up the other day. Lucy and I, because we were talking about how like there's been incredible in the wait between these trailers. The internet has been both obnoxious as fuck about this movie. They're frothing themselves up. I've got to say it now, if you are a Spider-Man No Way Home stan... A Spider-Fan? A, no, specifically a Spider-Man No Way Home stan. A, you haven't seen the movie. Sit the fuck down. Sit the fuck down. Um, You're literally just brainwashing yourself into being delighted with it no matter what. We've done this dance before. Yeah, like, calm down. It doesn't end well. Watch it and then decide. Like, be excited for it, but then watch it and decide whether or not it's something worth dying for. Because, Jesus Christ, some of you guys are are too much. But also... um, The other half of the internet has been really fun with this and been creating really fun memes around the whole... Like the oh, here's where they're gonna reveal the other Spider-Man, and they've been creating really fun shit. Like there's been there's been photoshops of all three of the actors doing the the dancing from yeah. Spider-Man three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's been there's a great one where the three it's like a recreation that was an earlier meme of them doing the pointing yeah. scene of the you know the, from the sixties cartoon, like the three Spider-Man point at each other. And then it, people have added on an extra panel, one of which is Mister Dickovich looking round the building going. Rent? Rent? <laughs> it's like that is fucking fine. The fact Mr. Dickovich has been adopted as this big meme lord makes me very happy because it's so fucking weird. Like, out of all the characters, out of all the characters you could meme from those films, people have gone, mm. oh yeah, the, 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 the landlord. He's funny. Get him in. There's a weird crinkly noise, Nick. Hear it. Oh my god! It's just the anticipation for this trailer oh! easing into the universe. Sorry, I think I think the laptop's making a noise. But then for a second, I was like, "What the hell's happening?" Um, but no, my favorite something outside, I think. My favorite meme that's come about from it though is uh, when the Empire Magazine thing dropped the other week, and you've got Doc Ock like holding yes. Parker, and then someone uh, added two additional panels to it, like it was a comic where a Doctor Strange portal opens up behind Doc Ock and Rosemary Harris's Aunt May comes through. <laughs> and then in the third one, she's twatting him in the face with the umbrella from Spider-Man 2. And it's like, that is amazing. Lucy and I were wondering, we're like, we know Cliff Robertson passed away about 10 years ago. You know, better. Um, but? Where's Rosemary Harris? Is she all right? Motherfucker, Rosemary Harris is in her mid-90s and has credits as recent as last year. Love it. Most of them from the last 10 years have been stage 
or international film. She isn't slowing down. She ain't slowing down. <laughs> I hope she's doing well. She's been a bit quiet the last year, but, you know, someone of her age, I assume, would be in the past year and a half's events. Indeed. I hope she's doing all right, because fucking hell. <laughs> she hasn't stopped. Um, which I can't I can't deny. It made me go, I wonder. Have they filmed a cameo for this movie? <laughs> Like, let's have mm. actual, accurate to comic book portrayal geriatric as fuck out May in this movie, please. She is the heart and soul of that original trilogy. Yeah. She's so good. She is so, so good in those films. Uh, yeah, I, I... I'm turning around on this. Turn around, bright eyes. Every now and then, I fall apart. Um... <laughs> I've I've been quite open on this podcast about the fact that I don't give a shit about them bringing back all that old villains and old actors, uh, if it means nothing. Aggressively on Spidey, yeah. Well, just like you know, it, it, part of it is the transparency of Sony. What we know from the email leak a few years ago, what we know of them trying to force a Spider-Man villain franchise into existence, so they can do stuff with the villains while Marvel co-own Spidey in the films mm. and. You know, it's so much so much of it is based in the cynicism of knowing how the sausage is made and knowing that the people cooking that sausage are a bunch of fucking morons. Oh, I love sausage, though. Yeah, but imagine if someone cooked it by pouring, like, jelly into your frying pan, then only sizzled it for, like, a minute, then cut it open and went, yeah, that'll do! Like, that's... Uh, before adding some, like, hundreds and thousands. Like, that's what Sony have been oh, doing sweet with... sausage, yeah. That's yeah. what Sony have been doing with Spider-Man in live action for a, a while now. And his property and his villains and his franchise. And it's just, you know, I mean, fuck's sake, the Morbius trailer. Can we be in your your universe now? Oh, it's just, God. Yeah. I know a lot of people like the mid-credits of Venom 2, but it, it's the one bit of the movie that makes me go, the fuck? Like, we had fun with that film, but that mid-credits scene, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, that's fucking dumb. It is dumb. Just why is Venom suddenly in this universe, and why is he like, oh, that guy, and really interested in Spider-Man? Like, why would he give a fuck? Because he likes twinks. If that was the reason, I'd be all for that. That'd be hilarious. If it literally was just Venom looking at the TV going, it's pretty fucking hot, isn't it? Yeah. Because then you, have, then you have the guy come out of the bathroom in the hotel room and go, he's an underage kid, you dick. Is he, though? And I've had him go, oh, shit, yeah, good point. No, um, because it's been well established that Tom Holland in real life is 47. <laughs> With the face of a baby. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we've... I hate the Sony side of it. I, I think it's just they mishandle it so much. They, and they, they make do. some weird decisions. That's why I didn't give a shit. Because I'm like, they just want to... They know that people will get excited if Alfred Molina rocks up as Doc Ock. And even if it makes no sense, even if there are no emotional stakes for our Peter Parker as it stands. And it prevents us from getting the MCU yeah. take on some classic characters. And I guess it makes as much sense as anything else from these movies does. Let's be honest. Oh, from the, the Spidey ones, currently. Yeah. yeah, well... Or anything else from any of the other, like... It's all made up, isn't it, mate? Oh, no, true. But for, for, for <laughs> it's, all, it's, all, it's all nonsense. For the last couple of Spidey Solo <laughs> films as well, they've done that thing of, like, we want to set, we want to get people hyped, so we're going to, for both of them, we're going to borrow an MCU character and have them feature prominently in the plot and the marketing. Iron Man, Nick Fury, and this one, Doctor Strange. And there's just this kind of... The Spider-Man fan in me, because it, it's my favourite book, it's my favourite character. I've been reading it, you know, consistently since I was a small kid. I, mm. I adore him. I absolutely adore him, and I adore his world. Um, so a big part of me, of course, is like, ah, oh, I just want a Spider-Man story that's a Spider-Man story. Like, what is with all the... I don't want a story that is just corporate interest throws a load of shit at the wall because they know it'll sell tickets and doesn't give a fuck about the story or the angle. 
Like, I just want a simple Spider-Man tale. This trailer finally gave me my hook. Yeah. It's the bit where Strange reveals, and and Ock talks about your cha- your was it your your fighting your, ghosts? Your, yeah, you're you uh, you're in the dark fighting ghosts. Yeah. And Strange says like, they all their destiny of all these ones that have leaked through their destinies they all died fighting Spider Man. Yeah. Which prompts the question: Wait, did he just like Phoenix said it on Twitter? He said like, did, did Spidey sneak into Ravencroft in, uh, in Amazing Spider Man? You know, and just snap Connor's neck. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on? Oh, Connor's got out. <laughs> Who, and then who put a bullet again. in Sandman? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Obviously, we didn't see those adventures. <laughs> but he says, like, they all die. Fi- their, de- their fate, their destiny is to die fighting Spider-Man. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you see you see Holland's Spider-Man go like... He says, like, I'm, Strange goes, I'm sorry, and is doing whatever he's doing to set things right with that big cube thing. Yeah. And Peter goes, yeah, I'm sorry too. Strange's like, wait, nope. And then he takes this thing. It's about responsibility. Yeah, baby. It's about responsibility. Peter Parker's biggest superpower is guilt. <laughs> it's his biggest superpower. And also his biggest weakness. It motivates him so freaking much. Like, it, it's his entire reason for being is the guilt over the death of his Uncle Ben. It, it motivates him enough to lift the heavy thing when he has to lift the heavy thing. Exactly. It's his run, Barry. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, that's what it run. is. Faster, Spider-Man. So Faster. You, you reveal to him, oh, the multiverse thing's broken, but it's all right. We're going to get all these guys back into there. Like, because you're part of it, Spider-Man adjacent things have been pulled into our universe mm. like other stuff that's dealt with you in other worlds and it looks like we've either pulled them out of the moment of their death or whatever yeah so we've got we've got them we're gonna get them back home and then we'll sort this out all oh, right what happens when they go back home they all die yeah i'm not letting that happen like it's it, you know what i mean it's like because he's of course looking at it as so me even if it's not me me I feel responsible. Like, they die fighting. Because I, I presume he's not thinking that in the other universes he's, like, fucking stabbing Doc Ock or whatever. Shanking him, yeah. But he's, like... I it, mean, well... It, it's that sense of conflict, combat with me, conflicts with me lead to them dying. Yeah. Like, what... Spider-Man would never let that go by. Your if, Spider-Man if he could, could never... If he could prevent it, he wouldn't yeah, do yeah. it. And obviously he doesn't know the circumstances. He doesn't know how the fight at the end of Spider-Man 2002 ends. He doesn't... But he's like, so you're telling me I have a chance to stop him from being killed mm. because of something that me or another me is involved in. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to take that chance. Mm. And that's... I think that is the genius of Octavius being the one that they spend the most time with. Yeah. Because he is the most... <clears throat> well, Sam man, but like he is the most unapologetically like... I've been thrown into this. Yeah. I'm not a bad person. Like, I've just had to... Well, I've, I've done some questionable shit. I've been well, corrupted to do some questionable shit. But I don't want... I will not die a monster. Like, that's how number two ends. will not die a monster. We see the fight here. How do we know he's not just like, right, you're the key to this. Get here. But how, how's this happened? What am I doing here? Get, I'm going to get Spider-Man. Do you know what I mean? So now we have, we have that hook. We have the angle. Like, he feels responsible. Like Spider-Man would. I am now open to this. I'm like, okay. You've mm-hmm, you've done it. You've got me here. I'm listening. Let's go. A uh, few other things to note. MJ gets the best line in the whole trail. <laughs> As well she should. Because Zendaya is Michi. Zendaya is Michi. Um, 
I love that. I love that she's the one who's like, all right, Doctor Strange, fucking back down. She's great. She's great. Because <laughs> she would be. She's like, yeah, fuck this shit. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I love that the Sanctum is just full of snow still everywhere. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Well, is the, was, the roof sma- was the roof smashed in? Or yeah. like, were they just doing something with snow? Like, what's going on? It was just the winter season. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was playing Miles Morales earlier this week. I get such a kick when you when you if you're near Bleecker Street yeah. and you swing past the Sanctorum. It's like, I love that they've put this in here. It's great, isn't it? I love they've put it in here. Oh, my God. It's great. Um, so, like, that's a really cool bit. Uh, we've still not seen much from Aunt May or Happy uh, or Ned, really. Like, we see a little bit of Ned and Happy. In the, like, uh, they're here. Okay, <laughs> Ned, yeah. Ned, MJ and Peter are the core trio we're following. And a little, Good. A little snippet of uh, Jameson. Yeah, a little brief glimpse of him in a big old <laughs> wide-brimmed hat. Love it. Considering we're getting cross universes, I wonder if we're going to see... Original recipe, Jameson. Briefly, stick a wig on him. Just do it. Why not? Nah. Why not? Nah. Why not? I'd like that. Nah. I know you'd like that. No. Because that's because that's person. the Jameson I like. It is the Jameson you like. Um, the uh, Sandman in a sandstorm form looks cool. Electro's looks design is cool. It's yeah. green and yellow, and it's better than the AMS two. <laughs> Doc Ock steals the nanotech. Yeah. The the, the nano suit has a bit. Of smashes Spidey in yep. the chest and the suit moves from what's left of it moves from his face to his chest yep. and it's like that's what all the red bits are like that's why he's incorporating the stuff he's literally nicking the tech which is what people were like sort of um, speculating on speculating after the on. Empire Magazine picks of the tentacles having yellow and red in them yeah. it's like okay um, which, does, which does corroborate with the big leak that was doing the rounds that uh, Osborne's been there a while and he's been um Incorporating Stark tech into other things. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Mm. But, uh, you know, okay, interesting. But how has Osborne been there a while? Well, good question. Uh, Osborne! Because they might have de aged him too. You never know. Um, you don't need to de age Willem Dafoe. He's endlessly looked like a craggly man. <laughs> uh, he, he gets a lot of voiceover in the trailer. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> so that poster came out a few days ago yeah it's fucking awful it's it awful. joins it all the awful spider-man horrible. posters from the past like five years and um <laughs> uh, again the best meme doing the rounds was you know i'm something of a graphic designer you know i'm something of a person who has a free trial of photoshop myself it's like this is incredible i've, I got, love the, it. I've got the gimp we see the goblin maybe twice, uh, but we see him in his two thousand two full on green shiny CGI. But whatever, Power Rangers form. Power Rangers form, um, and but we don't see him doing anything. We don't see Willem Dafoe Dafoeing it up. Really. We don't see that face, but we hear him. That wonderful face, and he face. sounds just as fucking sinister as he did back then. Of course he does. Of course he does. Because uh, he's Willem fucking Dafoe. Don't get a close up, but Lizard looks big and impressive. Lizard's there. Let's get into the speculation shit real brief. Um... The finale takes place on an under-construction Statue of Liberty or under-repair Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Covered in scaffolding. Yeah. Very New York. Yeah. If you're going to do Spidey, make your finale set very, in a very New York kind of setting. Yeah. Consider- Can't get more New York than on uh, on freaking yeah. Thingy Island. Considering the last one didn't take place that much in New York. Yeah, we just get a lovely swinging sequence at the yeah. end. That's kind of it. Um, so, that's cool. <laughs> That scaffolding looks awfully similar yeah. to scaffolding we've seen in a lot of quote-unquote leaked images. Yeah. 
Now, I don't know about the leaked image featuring three actors in certain costumes unmasked stood up in front of the scaffolding. Yeah. Don't know whether, I honestly don't know whether that's real or not. But that one of Andrew Garfield that's been doing the rounds for a couple of months is starting to look a lot more likely, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's starting to look a lot more like a thing that exists. And you know what? I think I'd be okay with it at this point. You whip him out in the final act. Yeah. I'm, I'm down with that. Because then it's still MCU Spidey Tom Holland's movie. And then you just get a little bit of, oh, go on, here you go. Have a bit of backup. Why not? I don't hate that. I, I think that's a fun way to do it. Um, <clears throat> it's a bit of Avengers Endgame, you know. It is a bit of Avengers Endgame. Which, that, which is a very Sony thing to do. That worked. We'll do it. It's like... Oh, we won't do it as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other Spider-Boys, if they are in the film... Do not appear in the trailer. No. I mean, Electro and Lizard are leaping at someone and it ain't Tom Holland in the centre yeah, of the screen. But, yeah. you know, um, Kevin Feige has recently said that there's a lot of fan theories online. A lot of them are correct. A lot of them are incorrect. All I'm going to say is don't go in thinking you know what's going to happen because you will upset yourself. Yeah, you will yeah. You will work yourself into a frenzy and upset yourself. Just like you did with WandaVision. Mm. Which is Kevin Feige going, look, <laughs> you've figured out some shit, but I don't want you to think it's definitely there because I want you to be surprised because yeah. the way movies are supposed to work is you're supposed to enjoy them as what they are, for fuck's sake. Um, what you want them to be. I, was, I said earlier, didn't I, like, Avengers Endgame. Everything that was in those trailers bar a couple of shots which were doctored is from the first 45 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Watching it in the cinema was incredible because you got up to them suited up to go time traveling and went, I have no clue what's happening for the next two hours. Mm-hmm. This is going to be amazing. I like. I know that there's another two hours. I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And even the few shots from later that did make it in, like uh, Rocket Raccoon sat on War Machine's shoulder. Yeah. In the trailer, War Machine's armor in the trailer is painted like War Machine, not Iron Patriot, yeah. which is what it is in the film. And Giant Man isn't behind them in the trailer nope. where he is in the film. It's like, well done and you know <clears throat> just certain things like professor hulk is not in any of the trailers and and no he isn't and thor looks like he does in infinity war in all the trailers yeah. for endgame even in shots where he doesn't in the film they made little alterations so you didn't know exactly what was going to happen you got a tonal taste of what the film's about you saw some of the scenes and then they went come and watch it and no one complained for this one Everyone's losing their shit that they don't show Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire. It's like, hey, motherfuckers, you don't open your Christmas presents on November the 17th. Although you do have them all wrapped under the tree on November the 17th, like we have. Yeah, but they're not normally in the shape of Tobey Maguire. <laughs> they? You're not like giving him a squeeze and go, you're not giving him a squeeze and hearing, I'm going to put dirt in your eye. Like, you know, it's just, just, oh God. Giving him a squeeze and thinking, is this... 2001 Tobey Maguire or is this 2007 Wait a minute, Maguire? wait a minute. This one's listening to some indie music and it's on a skateboard. That's Andrew Garfield. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> That's Andrew Garfield in there. Um, longer. <laughs> oh, the paper tour and a load of tokens for a subway station oh, have yeah, fallen cool, out. cool, cool. Um, what? what the fuck is this about? Train, lab train. Lab train. Um, lab train. Andrew's around the world. Join hands. Find the lab train. Lab train. Taking science on the tracks. Lab <laughs> 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 <Little> train! <laughs> Your dad was a spy, but he used a Sony Vio, so he must be a good spy. <laughs> 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 Sony Vio. Lab <laughs> <Little> train! <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you may have been genetically engineered to be this. We'll Lead never train. answer it. We'll Lead never get train. to the end of the mystery. Lab train. <laughs> um, this train station looks suspiciously like the one from the Matrix. Anyway, uh, so um, are we in the Matrix? Lab train. Lab train. <laughs> so fucking hell. Uh, if they're in it, good. If they're not in it, also good. Don't give a fuck. Tell me a good story. And don't tell me everything that happens. Tell me a good story. I, re I really hope we haven't seen everything, man. I really hope we haven't seen everything. I really hope we haven't seen everything. Because this is a very Sony trailer. It's very, here's a shitload of the finale. Yeah. Look at the finale. They do like to do that. Oh, God. I mean, remember the Amazing Spider-Man 2 debacle? Yeah. The coolest shot in the trailer. Spider-Man whipping round with a, a manhole cover it's at the, the end of the web. It's the last shot of the movie. Going to hit Rhino and it's the last <clears throat> shot of the film. It's like, what the fuck, guys? What the fuck? Um, what the actual fuck? Apparently, the reason for the trailer delay, allegedly, due to uh, statements made by people who worked on the trailer, allegedly, is that there was a dispute between Marvel Studios and specifically Kevin Feige and Sony and the likes of Pascal and Arad... Aviarad. Fuck me. Over whether they should show the other two Spider-Men or not. No, you shouldn't! With Feige and Disney going, no, don't hold back. Give people a reason to they go just can't, on can't opening they? fucking night so that they can see it. Doesn't mean that we're not going to have like press junket stuff the week before where yeah. Toby and Andrew are going to be part of it. Yeah. They could do a... Was it, um, was it The Last Jedi... It was either The Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker where... Sir oh, no, it was Rise of Skywalker where um, for The Last Jedi and other events after that before Rise of Skywalker, they had certain performers go to big events yeah. who were legacy parts of the of the franchise. Yeah, yeah. Who were talking about how they... Yeah, no, they can't wait to see it. It's so good to see how it's continuing. Who were then revealed to be part of it. Yeah. Last Jedi premiere, Frank Oz showed up. And everyone was like, oh, shit, Frank Oz! And, of course, everyone was like... Oh my god! So like, how do you think about what do you think about these new films? Isn't it cool? And he's like, yeah, it's amazing. It's wonderful, and I can't wait to see this. And I really enjoyed the last one, and it's so good to see the legacy continuing. Little do we all know, of course, two weeks he later. Oh there. fuck, he's in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ian McDermott <laughs> doing events leading up to Rise of Skywalker. He did eventually, of course, have to reveal it about a year before. Just say, yeah, yeah, I'm in it. Again, do it. He said, I said, let me do it. Yeah, you want me to see it? I'll see it. Somehow. Palpatine survived. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Moon Knight. <laughs> 2019. Oh. Um, I watched Rise of Skywalker again recently. It's not good. It's really not it's good. It's not good. Lucy's still not watched it. I've said, like, on a dare. It's like, here's how we here's how we do this. We do the whole series chronologically again. That's our next drunken movie night is Rise of Skywalker. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes, please. <laughs> um, so, so uh, yeah, like, I, I don't want everything spoiled, but I understand... Press promo. It's likely that like on fucking Jimmy Kimmel the week before, as a big stunt to promote the film, they're probably gonna get like Holland, Maguire, and Garfield on at the same time or something like that. Sure. Yeah, but doing something stupid like a fucking Bee Gees tribute. Oh no, this is Kimmel. <laughs> K Kim Kimmel Kimmel's would Kimmel's would keep back from that if they were showing up on Fallon or Corden. Oh, okay, fuck yeah, it right up. Yeah. But um, like Capital I mean, Karaoke. then again, we you joke. But it, you joke. But if they all came out. Doing the whole like, da, 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 I that would that would be it. The internet would officially retire. It'd be do like reckon, we've done it. Do you reckon the meme all, has come full circle? Do you reckon we are they're all good enough sports to do that though, or do you think they're all a bit too? I think they'd all be a bit. This is weird. Yeah, I don't. Know if, I don't know if I self serious. I mean, Maguire's the one who is notoriously the most dickish in real life. Yeah. So who knows? And it's his fault. 
<laughs> I I like the arc Raimi uses in Spider Man Three. That is what that Peter Parker would do if he was thinking he was being a badass. That is thought. what that big Peter Parker. It does absolutely make, suits hey, him. Makes sense for the character. Doesn't make for a good film. <clears throat> no, no. But it makes for a uh, too many cooks spoiled that broth. Too many cooks did spoil that broth. All of those cooks were called Javier Rad. <laughs> so um, so many of him. Just, he's everywhere. He's got all the beanies. <laughs> If you rub his beanie collection, each beanie three times, a different Javier Ad pops out underneath it. And makes another stupid decision, our Spider-Man's franchise. Summon more Javier Ads from beyond the grave. Hopefully um, they'll cancel each other out. Can we stop talking about Spider-Man now? No! Please. Yeah, sure. If you can have them doing guest appearances and shit, just don't show any footage of them in the film. Yeah. That's that's the rule. But if then, you, if you, uh, then having them guest appearances... No, just don't, because then you have to... Talk about it, and then you have to get asked about it in every interview. So just, just not. Well, yeah, they've all like Tom, Tom Holland up until right up until the last minute has gone like, I don't like if they're in it, it's news to me. Yeah. And Andrew Garfield has gone. That photo is photoshopped. I'm not in it. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Like if there's been an invite to the party, it got lost in the mail. Yeah. Charlie Cox, I'm not in it. Oh, I also recently like ten months ago filmed a thing that I can't really talk about where it was like people with I, I played a character who had like a similar dilemma to the other character that he's talking to and he's sort of consoling someone and it's it's you know it's it's it was a really interesting thing but it's for a project I can't really tell you about. It's like it's fucking Spider Man. Spider Man No it's the new Daredevil show no. Oh god I wish Yeah keep me watching it. It's very good. It's so f- oh oh my god. Just just she's chewed all the way into season three over the course of a week. I mean, you would, wouldn't you? You would, wouldn't you? you I would. oh I still one of the most frightening moments in T V in recent years is the bit in series one where like you know, like when Ben Urich, Fisk appears yeah. in Ben Urich's apartment, he's like, so you've come to threaten me. He's like, no, I'm not coming to threaten you. No, I'm here to kill you. And just get, and it's like, it's so shockingly done and the editing allowing it to happen yeah. and the lack of music making it even worse when Vincent D'Onofrio just starts beating the fuck out of him. It's like, oh, this well, is... Well, it's when they introduce him horrid. by him fucking caving a guy's skull in a car door. Mm. That's a, it's amazing! Oh, three episodes of build-up, yeah. not seeing him, not meeting him. Getting the basics, seeing the back of his fucking head, and then have a whole episode where you go, "All right, we're spending time with him, and he seems a bit, seems a bit scary, but I don't really get what the." And then that episode ends with the car door, yeah. and you go, "Yep, this guy's terrifying. Yeah. This guy's fucking terrifying, <laughs> and he's my favorite Spider-Man villain." And I, I, if Daredevil appears in this movie, it's confirmation that D'Onofrio's Fisk exists. And then that's all we need. That's all we need. That's all we need. <laughs> One last thing to talk about. Uh, do we have any emails that we're going to... We don't have any week? emails. Beautiful, because it means we can indulge like dirty little pigeons. Dirty little pigeons. Doctor Who Series 13, a.k.a. Doctor Who Flux, Episode 3. Once, comma, upon time. Not a sequel to Twice Upon a Time. I'm, th- I'm really not on board with the planet being called time. It just doesn't feel... It just feels weird. It just makes all the dialogue feel fucking weird. Spoilers ahead. Um... Yeah. Oh, we still don't know exactly what that is. We know now that time was at war with space. Or at least they were out of sync with each other. Sure. But what, what does that mean? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm up for big, broad concepts. I'm up for big, broad concepts of like, yeah, so before time... Because we always refer to it as time and space. Yeah. Before time and space was a thing, it was time and space. And it was a terrible two-part comic relief special from 2011 where everyone's looking up Amy's skirt and it's weird. Um, but, like, Ugh. if you're going to do that idea, cool. Could we have a little more context? Because we, So we learned that everyone got 
that the cliff, cliffhanger resolution for last week was quite good. Mm. From last week was quite good. The doctor's like, oh shit, right, quick, go on two of the the Maury's pads. Like, Dad, yeah. get on that one. Boom! And they just all of them go out of sync from the room. Yeah. Meaning that Yaz and Vinda don't get killed because they all basically get chucked into whatever the the time storm is that apparently the Maury, Maury control. The time storm. Cool. What? They don't explain what the time storm is, but it sort of looks like if the vortex was a load of clouds. Yeah. Sure. Cool. She did that to save them, but they've all basically been... So basically, the plot of this week is she shunts them all into this thing called the time storm to get them away from the bad guys. Yeah. And then everyone gets scattered and she's like, shit, I better get everyone back together. While they all end up having they get li- living, their own living through time flashbacks stream, yeah. and flash forwards. But the so that's the plot. Yeah. Out. So that, that's the plot. She tries to get them all out of this thing. She's thrown them in to keep them safe. Yeah. And then at the end, they get out of it as the bad guys go, Mwaha! We actually thought you were going to do that. You've helped us out. Latest motherfuckers. And then they get it's out of there. Like, I like all the individual <clears throat> things that are happening. In, I'm a, in, in I am episodes. a sucker for but a I, dr- for a dream yeah. or or um alternate reality fuck yeah. around with the concept for the sake of weirdness episode. Yeah, I love that sort of shit. I, I'm a, I'm a fan of the novelty episodes. Down a clown, aren't you? I don't I don't mind like you know what's the X Files one with the um oh god the group of guys conspiracy dudes the what are they called the lone gunman the lone gunman isn't there a whole episode that's like centered around them yeah like that sort they're of they're retelling shit. the same story like three different times that sort of that, that sort of yeah. shit. I I will devour that shit up. Yeah. Buff shit Buffy episode, Tabula Rasa. Yeah. Everyone in the magic box forgets who yeah. they are and have to learn from the ground up. Yeah. I'll eat that shit up. Randy Giles, no wonder I hate you. Like yeah. I love that sort of stuff. Yeah. And Doctor Who doesn't really do that very often. No. Here's them doing it. I ate the novelty shit up. Yeah. But what the fuck does it mean? It, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Like it just doesn't it's just this this individual interesting things happening but none of it's fitting together yet let's go by 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 the by the most compelling story for me this week yeah was vinder's yes because we actually get to learn more about vinder worked for a security military force of some kind yeah um survived a, a conflict with a spacecraft like and, and basically got out of it in that weird thing where it's like you're commended for the work you did, but also we're gonna take you out of that division for yeah, a while, that yeah. that area of work for a while, um, and he's basically made to be sort of the security envoy for uh, an a VIP called the Grand Serpent. It seems like he's the sort of head honcho of whatever society Vinder's a part of. Yeah, uh, turns out the dude's basically a space mobster and a corrupt politician kind of figure. Played brilliantly and was very creepy and and like oh i don't like this guy he's he's bloody horrible and it's also great that in a series where it's all about alien stuff and things looking exaggerate and creepy that they went the grand serpent and oh god and it's just a guy in a suit he is kind of slimy and he was the creepiest thing in the whole episode yeah um and you learn that basically he did some underhanded shit where he was like kidnapping some political having some political prisoners transferred and all this stuff Having political rivals killed. Yeah, so Vinder exposes it to his employers, and his employers are like, right, um, you do realise what happens if we expose this. If we expose this, you're in the shit, we're in the shit, and it's going to be a long battle. And Vinder's like, yeah, but why do we, why else do we do what we do if not to like keep order and, and stability and safety everywhere? This is wrong. I couldn't tell, correct me, Correct me if you, if you spotted it for definite. I couldn't tell if he was then put on his barren outpost job as a, right, we're going to go through with it, but we need to put you over here. 
so you don't get dragged into the I feel the like shit. the report never gets or, filed. Or whether or not they just, just never get, filed and he, it. And he just gets fucking reassigned to Antarctica. Yeah, essentially. Essentially, yeah. Um, but I like that because then you find out that it means he's in the shit. He's taking, he's making the best of it that he can, which is just like, yeah, no one, no one else gets to see this. This is just this part of the universe, and that's mm. kind of amazing. But it also means he's away from his pregnant partner. And that was an interesting story to me. I was like, okay. Yeah, it took too fucking long to get to make it interesting. That's because they had three other people's stories. Well, four yeah. other people's stories. But when, but when Bell's it, story yeah. tied into his, I was like, all right. You got me. Yeah, it just took too long to really get there because it's just like, oh, here's another random person we keep cutting fucking back to. True. It's, but, it's, it's, it's not... It's the structural well, problems with this series. Well, that's the thing for me. There were, there were three storylines that I thought were worth it and yeah. two that annoyed me. Yeah. The ones I thought were worth it were Bells because it showed the effect of whatever the fuck's happened after... Like, whatever the flux has happened. Oh, this thing's going to tear the universe yeah. apart. And what does that exactly mean? Well, let's find out. Here's someone who got off of a planet that was hit by it yeah. and is dealing with the ramifications in the local galaxy on planets that weren't hit by it but are obviously now refugees from other yeah. worlds are coming here and the Daleks are showing up and going, great, we're going to take this while the, the the structure of the place is screwed. We're going to take this planet and use it at the base camp or whatever. And then the Cybermen are doing the same thing. Cybermen are doing the same thing. We learned that the Sontarans are doing what they were doing on Earth in different places. Yeah. yeah. So, like... I, I, I liked that story because it finally explained what the flux going on yeah. with the flux. Yeah. Like what that means. Because is, is it the erasure of all things? No. It's like the decimation of the universe. Yeah. And here's what happens after the chaos. So I appreciated that. I really like Vinda's story and the fact those two then tied in together. I was like, okay, mm. fair enough. You could leave those two off here now. Mm. And and I'd, I'd be like, yeah, he was a cool character to have for half the series. That was a nice arc. Mm. And then you could focus on like the Claire thing for the second half yeah. instead. Um, and I really uh, like Dan's little detour because we got to learn more about who the fuck he is. Yeah. And I realised we haven't had that for a companion really since we got cliff notes for the fam yeah. in series 11. Yeah, yeah. In series 11, we learned everything we were ever really going to learn about who they are as people. Mm. And then after that, it was like, oh, well, this happened to the, them once or this happened to them once. You're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. It's taken a series and a bit for me to learn more about them and and get to know sort of who they really are as people, what their morals are, like what kind of lives they've led, like where they've come from. We know the basics. And I know obviously you learn more about your protagonist as time goes on, but the fam, it always sort of felt like it was, okay, that's their connection, that's their connection. And now we travel and now they just ask questions. Yeah. And then occasionally we'll give you a little bit more about them. Yeah. Whereas like, I knew who Martha Jones was by the end of Smith and Jones. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I And I did not care for it. I knew who Amy Pond was by the end of the 11th hour. Like, you can do this. You know, Nardole, bit of a mystery, but by the time we meet him and the Doctor after they spent time together separate from the prior time we saw him, mm. over a couple of episodes, you get enough and you go, yeah, I kind of get where he's coming from now. I get it. He's, he's a comic relief character, but he's got this nuance to him. He's got this nuance to him. I get it. I knew and I also who, don't care for him. I knew who Bill... I like this <laughs> I knew who Bill was by the end of the pilot. Yeah. But I knew who Bill yeah, was. Yeah. I, I, I don't really know who Ryan was. I still don't really know who Yaz is. I got more of a sense of Graham, but it's because he got a few more personal moments. Mm-hmm. Now I know who Dan is. Yeah. Like, I, I get a proper sense of who this man is. And I'm like, all right, okay. 
Sure. And I, I love that we get a little flashback of his thingy. We learn a little bit more about his life. Um, it, I, just, I liked his... His wasn't overwhelming. It didn't dominate the episode by any stretch. Mm. But it was a detour I enjoyed. I didn't give a fuck about Yaz's detour. Because we didn't learn anything about Yaz. No. Again, oh, at some point in her personal future, maybe she's going to settle down and have a house. And she's still close with her sister. Yeah. Great. House and family cool how does she feel about that I, I, like surely she'd be like wait i leave the tardis i think we touch on it but it's like that's the, the emotional weight is yeah in that but then an angel interrupts her story because apparently there's a weeping angel in the time storm which mm. will again that leads into next week so we'll find out what it's about but like sure sure okay and then the doctors now i know this was the big pull for a lot of folks yeah what did it teach us? It just te- it just gives us more questions. Like, we know that she did missions with the Division. Well, we know that. Fugitive of the Jadoon told us that the Doctor, at some point in their life, worked with the Division. Because the Division show up in that and go, right, come on, we found you now. Yeah. You were hiding, but we found you. You've got to come back and answer for this, that, and the other. Or, come on, we've got more missions to do, or whatever it is. Yeah? Yeah. We, we know that the Doctor's dealt with the Division. We learn that, yes... Apparently, she's been to Adripos before. Is it Adripos? The Temple, Temple of Adripos, Adripos on the planet time. Yeah. We know that she's been there before, like and that <laughs> Swarm and Azure have tried something to do with this before. And we find out what the passenger is as well. And there was a third one. There was a third Ravager. Was there? Yeah. Where was it? It's Swarm and Azure, and there's a third, the, the blue dude. Well, the main one who's talking? Yeah. That was Old Swarm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, no, I know what you mean. At first I was yeah. like, oh, is it a different one? But no, it was, it was, uh, cause it was uh, the same actor who played him when he was chained up. Yeah. So, uh, but it was like, okay. Oh, no, so it was the same actor who played him briefly at the start of um, Halloween Apocalypse. Yeah, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, cool, 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 cool. Which is interesting because it's like, all right, does, does, does your just like stay her youthful self forever and this dude got old? Yeah. I'll, again, I love their design. I fucking love their costumes. That big ass cloak with a big fur collar and everything. It was like, that is a good looking alien. That's a good-looking villain. This but we nice don't design. care. We still don't know what what were they doing there. What does it mean for them to disrupt time? What are the stakes really? The the concept is still too abstract for it to mean anything. Yeah, it's those lots of disparate pieces which have which is a bunch of interesting and cool moments, but ultimately aren't actually don't feel like it's going anywhere. And we also know that they're living through their own personal memories in a weird way. Mm. And because they're all kind of stuck in there and she's trying to focus on keeping them all connected. Yeah. So they don't get lost. Everyone's seeing the other characters in place of other people and sometimes they question it sometimes they don't. Yeah. Which is a fun neat little trick. It was also definitely a COVID compliance trick because it meant yeah. that oh these four are definitely bubbling so we can shoot with them more. Yeah. Because you can get a pickup of the person that they're meant to be. Yeah. Easily. And it's like, that's a... Alright, that is... That's clever. That is clever. I like that. It gave us moments like the, the, the Satsuma talk in the, the police car. Oh, that was great. That was so funny. Because was, that, was, that was the sort of surreal shit I love. I was like, yeah. wait, what? The Doctor's a policeman? What's happening? Like, she, she's just sat there talking about Satsuma. She's a police officer and then... Oh, no. Oh, no, that's she has his when friend. They, when that's they the meet Doctor Who, can we have a police procedural with uh, Jodie Whittaker and <laughs> Landon Gill, please? That would be about... I... I'd watch the shit out of that. I'd watch the shit out of that. I'd, and, and let Chibnall write it. Yeah. Like, let him write it and go back to doing what he absolutely knocks out of the park. Yeah. <laughs> like, I the police procedural. I don't think Chris Chibnall's forte is sci-fi, big idea sci-fi. It just isn't. 
Yeah, I mean, again, the problem with this series is it's part three of six, and by the end we could be surprised. But as an individual week-by-week basis, I think if... And I know the argument to this is going to be, no one's going to tune into part three and expect to know what's going on. I'm like, no. Well, they have done for previous series because they've been standalone stories. Oh, yeah, no, but also, you know, you should still... If you you jumped in... If you watched a sequel to another film... If that film is made really, 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 really well, you still stick along for the ride and it makes you want to go back and watch the previous bit. I saw Aliens before I saw Alien. There you go. Like, that that's how you do it. You don't make people go, yeah, I was fucking lost. Now, that can sometimes happen and it, it it's not like they fucked up. It's just how it is. It's just the execution, whatever. Sometimes like, it do be like that. When it's a six-part series aimed at kids and family audiences, yeah. you kind of want to make it so that each individual part makes you go, all right, okay, you know, I, yeah, I got that, I got that. I might go back and watch one and two now to sort of mm. learn more about it. Mm. But it just, this felt, yeah, it, the concept is the concepts are too abstract. Yeah. For you to really gauge. And it's also just an, so wait, war of time and space, but also flux. We get a flash forward where the Doctor arrives somewhere in the far future with an individual who, God, the speculation for this character has been insane online already. White Guardian, Rani, Tectayune, like... Somebody. We'll learn who it is when we learn who it is. Um, It's fun to speculate, but, like, why do you always go to the obvious ones every time, guys? Because people like familiarity. But but I like the idea that that person's like, oh, yeah, you're not meant to be here yet. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah. Go away. And it's like, oh, all right. If that's episode six, great tease mid-series. Well done. That's yeah. kind of cool. Um, but the biggest crime of the of having everyone look like different people, I mean, it was used to its advantage in some ways, the Doctor in the police car, uh, Carvin Easter looking like Dan. Yeah. Like, of course. Of fucking course. Yeah. Like, it's going to be him. Um, the biggest drawback to that is that we nearly, nearly got a full scene of the Ruth Doctor... Yeah. Doing shit. Yeah. But we didn't. Nope. She just flashed to her briefly for our sake to remind us that that's who the Doctor is seeing through the eyes of. Now, I love the idea that this time storm thing is so strong that the Doctor's even seeing shit that she doesn't remember. Yeah. Because she's been made to forget or whatever. That's interesting because then she's like, oh my God, I don't, this is a memory, but I don't remember this. Cool idea. I like that they tweak the colour of a costume to match it more to the... Future to Doctor's costume. Yeah, and also everyone being in just like dark armor yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um. I that moment. I, that my favorite moment of the episode was when, even though this wasn't my favorite thread, was when she walked into that past that mirror and, and the herself, reflection yeah. was Joe Martin. Yeah. Because you were like, oh, and in wibbly wobbly Joe Martiny Wartiny style, she was like, "You're not me." Yeah. And it's like, why would the reflection be replying? Oh, of course, because we know this Doctor to be this Doctor is somewhere in her head. Yeah. She knows that now. She's somewhere in her mind. Yeah. So it's, she's basically having a conversation with herself at that moment. Yeah. Um, and I love that it's explained in universe in that thing of like, oh yeah, because of all this war, like we're at temporal point and la la la, everyone's minds get scrambled a little bit. So we'll just give you another dose of this stuff and then you, you, you're back level. Yeah. Because it gave that extra thing of, is she going to get through this? Is she going to find out what's going on? Um, like... The Doctor wants to find out what happened to her now she knows that a whole chunk of her life is missing. But the flux is happening. The swarm and your threat's going on. It's just a lot, When she started it? bollocking the, uh, the, 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 the uh, not quite as impressive timekeepers, um, yeah. she was just yelling at them. I was like, priorities, Doctor. What's she having all for? And that, 
that rubbed me up the wrong way yeah, so much. Yeah, I really don't like the where they're taking their relationship this series. Because the, we've seen no reason other than the, well, the companions get to travel the universe, like, archetype, for why Yaz is putting up with this shit. Yeah. We've seen no reason for it. Because she's a friend. Yeah, but, like, that is a toxic friendship to be in. Yeah, they are not on good terms right now. Do you remember how Martha walked out of there? Because she was like, you're great, and we do have some lovely times together. But this is bad for me. Yeah. And you don't even realise it. So I'm all, I'm off. I'm oh, bloody off. Like, the only reason now they could kind of justify why Yaz is sticking through all this shit... It's because she can't get home. ...is to, well, it's, it's to build on the, uh, the, the the notion from Revolution of the Daleks where she has spent ten months trying to figure out a way to get back to the Doctor. Yeah. Like, just out and out, just go, she's in love with her. Yeah. Just say it. Just be like, Yaz is genuinely... By the end of this run, if they don't confirm that, then I'm like, why did she stick around? Yeah. Because yeah. the Doctor treats her like shit. Yeah, and I just, and it's a shame because I like I do like when Jodie's doctor is a fun bubbly kid has those moments where she turns around and goes like, no, serious time now. I'm the grown up. Yeah, but but in the haunting of Villa Diodotti, it's so shocking when she turns on Ryan and is like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, I like you know I like that a lot, but when that's now just her entire relationship with Yaz. Yeah, it's weird. It's mean, man. It's weird. I don't like it. Yeah. So, what we're. One for three at the moment. It's mixed at best, I'm afraid. Mixed yeah. at best. I'm I'm still I'm still intrigued enough to keep going. It may be one of those things where when all is said and done, it all works. But yeah. at the moment, because we're getting it bit by bit, it's just not working for me. And if yeah. individual parts of a serialized story don't work, then your serialized storytelling's not right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and indeed. Is. Yes. Yes. This is the last podcast we're recording in person for a bit. Fuck. Weird, that, isn't it? It was weird. It's fucking weird. After the pandemic year, it didn't really feel like we were going to get to this stage. And yet, here, here we, we are. are. Uh, we have recorded one of the one in person. It'll be going out over the next few weeks at some point. Uh, you'll know which one it is because we just very openly talk about how it's a pre-record filler episode. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, we, we, we <laughs> from here on in... I shoot without a script. Yeah. All right, All right Mark, you fucking pretentious prick. Yeah. Um, it really is a show full of horrible people, isn't it, Red? It is. Yeah. Um, did you see the trailer for Tick, Tick, Boom? No. Oh, it's not the trailer. They, they showed an extract from like the opening number. Oh, okay. Garfield's got pipes. Oh, yeah, Garfield's got pipes. Andrew Garfield's yeah. got pipes. And I'm, you know I'm like, do you know what? I, I, am, mm, I am kind of a sucker for these sorts of stories. Mm. Where it's like, yeah, this dude died before he achieved his dream, really. Uh, what happened in the, the years leading up to it? I'm yeah. like, okay, all right. And I am a sucker for some of Rent's soundtrack, even though it is oh, ultimately some isn't it? a but... show about terrible people. Yeah. <laughs> uh... What about Angel? We meet Angel where she admits she killed a dog for money. Yeah. Angel is also a terrible. Yeah, person. Everyone's... Collins is like the only borderline okay person, and even then, he wires an ATM to steal money so everyone yeah. can take cash. <laughs> it's like, come on. Everyone is terrible in this. I hate it. Um, so, I think Benny's like the only decent one. His crime is just he's part of the system. What about the Jets? <laughs> so that's been the Big Damn Cast for this week. You can get yeah. in touch with us on Twitter at Big Damn Cast, Big Damn Contact at gmail.com. Uh, if you do feel like supporting us, although I have no idea why you would. What's wrong um, with you? Patreon.com yeah. slash Big Damn Cast yeah. if you're fucking sick, I yeah, suppose. I, yeah. If you're a sick little pigeon. Um, yeah, uh, and until 
Until we meet... Well, there's going to be episodes. Until we meet again. Uh, we'll meet again. Do you want a quick hand? No, no. Fuck no. It's not the same over Skype. Oh.